Well, welcome everybody to our Christmas Day message. I trust you're all having a wonderful time with family, friends, wherever you are throughout the world. And as we just begin this message, I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day, wonderful time of the year, wonderful season, time to reflect on you and your great gift to us. Thank you for your presence in our midst. Thank you that Christmas means a lot, means everything, just because of you. And above all, I pray that we will enjoy you this day and always. In Yeshua's name, Amen. I'm going to ask Janet just to share a Christmas message with us, so I trust you'll be blessed as we listen. Amen. A very happy, blessed and joyous Christmas to all. The message the Lord has laid on my heart on this special day is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through to verse 20, reading from verse 8. In the same region there were shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord flashed and shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For this day in the city of David there has been born for you a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord, the Messiah. And this will be a sign for you, by which you will recognize him. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Then suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, angelic army praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is well pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying one to another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were astounded and wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, giving careful thought to them and pondering them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. So the stage is set for the God of the universe to manifest himself in the most unexpected manner and making use of the most unlikely people in order to achieve his great plans and purposes on the earth. A bunch of shepherds watching over their sheep at night time, who were in all likelihood feeling overworked, underpaid and rather tired to say the least. Their peaceful midnight watch is suddenly interrupted by the majestic arrival of a supernatural being, an angel of the Lord, who brings a message of great joy and hope, not just for their benefit, but for the whole of mankind, and in doing so, bringing good news, heralding the arrival of the Good Shepherd himself, who eventually was to lay down his life as a great sacrifice in order to reconcile us all to our Father in heaven, through the shedding of his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. 
Just as a little note here, in ancient Israel, shepherds were generally considered unclean because of the work that they did. They were in daily contact with dirty, smelly sheep, their manure, their blood from cuts and scrapes, etc. And yet it was these so-called unclean shepherds that God saw fit to use for a very special assignment. And in wonder and amazement, these shepherds hurry along in obedience to the angel's instructions. And they found their way to Mary and Joseph and baby Yeshua, Jesus, who was lying in a manger. It was this little child that God chose to have laid in a manger, a manger being a feeding trough for animals. Certainly, the most humble surroundings was the birthplace for this royal child, a grubby stable in the little town, the little seemingly insignificant town of Bethlehem, hardly the place to give birth to one so great, the ruler of both heaven and earth. And yet God, in his great wisdom, chose these circumstances for his beloved son to be born. Now, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me when I was reading these scriptures, and he just said to me and reminded me of the scripture in Isaiah, which talks about that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. The way God does things is so unexpected. In the most unlikely circumstances, he will manifest himself. And that is the God that we serve. And the Holy Spirit has just prompted me to say that it's so important for us as believers in Christ over this Christmas season, both today as we celebrate with family, with friends, it's so important that our spiritual eyes are open to see God in the most unexpected places and to allow the Holy Spirit to manifest himself. And as we have our spiritual eyes open, the Lord is able to use us as long as we are obedient, just like those shepherds. And I just want to also go back to verse 19, where it says that Mary, the mother of Yeshua, treasured all these things which she had seen when the shepherds came along, and she gave careful thought to them and pondered these things in her heart. It's so important that we are like Mary with that attitude that we ponder, we think about, we meditate, and we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us over this Christmas day today and over the whole festive season and into the new year, into 2022, just meditating on the things of the Lord, allowing the Holy Spirit to open our spiritual eyes so that when opportunities come, no matter how insignificant they might be, the circumstances or the people, seemingly insignificant that we might be dealing with, whatever the situation might be, the Lord works in ways that are so opposite to the world system. But we, as born-again believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to have our eyes open so that when the Holy Spirit moves, we move with him and not allow the devil to sidetrack us or distract us from the ways and purposes of God, just like those shepherds who seemed so insignificant, as it were. 
They were used in the most profound way to bring the good news of this wonderful Savior, the Messiah, who Israel was waiting for. And because they were obedient, they were used by God to share with others. In verse 20 it says, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. So there was such an excitement in their spirits. And it's so important for us to yield to the Holy Spirit, to have an expectation. It's good news. It's good news we have to share with others, especially to those who are lost, especially to those unsaved. As we go with the Holy Spirit, and it's nothing that we necessarily have to say to others, but it's just who we carry inside of us. The Lord of glory lives inside of each born-again believer. We have the privilege and the honor of being the light of the world, the salt of the earth, to those in particular who do not know him. So let's use this opportunity at Christmas time to reveal the love of God, to allow him to minister through us to others, his love, his joy, his peace, and to be the answer to the world's problems in these very dark days in which we are living, where we, as the light of the world, bring Yeshua into every situation. May God bless you all. Well, thank you, Janet, for that Christmas message and the great blessing. I'd like to just add something for our Christmas service. We had a pastor's fraternal a few weeks ago. And one of the subjects that was mentioned or briefly touched on was the whole issue of Christmas. And it has become apparent that in our day and age, it is a fairly controversial subject. But we've always maintained in our church that Christmas is what you and I choose to make of it. Some churches use the opportunity to reach their community in a big way. And I think God smiles upon that. But be that as it may, Something we can and obviously should make of Christmas is the fact that it's an opportunity to celebrate the great gift that God gave humanity in the form of his son. I'd just like to read perhaps an unusual scripture for this time of year, but it's about that great gift. John chapter 3, and I'm going to read from verse 14. Very well known, possibly the most well known passage of scripture in the Bible. John 3, 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, God so loved the world that he gave. The Lord Yeshua was a great, great gift. Over the season, we've been listening to a lot of carols, beautiful music, and it's almost like each carol tries as best it can, in whatever way it can, the great importance, the great event that took place, the momentous occasion that took place, that silent night, so to speak. And I thought to myself, it's so true that it was such a great event, and Looking back, we can celebrate it, we can reflect on the magnitude of the event. But the truth of the matter, when the event was actually taking place, for the most part, 
Many people were not even aware of it. And even if they were, they did not make much of it. We know about the kings, of course, from the east. People who had been seeking God, following the star. They followed the star to the birthplace. And they brought with them gifts. Gifts associated with burial. The king was born to die. They seemed to understand that instinctively. Herod made a lot of it, not in a way that wanted to promote the event, but in a way that wanted to promote his own personal glory, try and stamp this threat to his kingdom out. The shepherds, of course, minding their own business, so to speak, were apprehended by the hosts of heaven. Such a wonderful way. But the point is, even though this event was going to change the course of history forever and a day, change the course of humankind, ramifications way beyond anything anybody could conceive, to a large extent, was not really understood, appreciated, or for a large part, noticed. And I begin to realize that that is normally the case with the greatest gifts. I think of the day when, at the age of 20, I surrendered to God. I bowed the knee. I humbled myself. And God showed me himself. And I was born again. I knew something great had happened. I didn't even have a clue fully what it was. And what I begin to realize looking back is that it's taken an entire lifetime almost to start to appreciate the ramifications, the full ramifications of that moment. What it meant for me receiving this eternal life. Of course, I had some idea of going to heaven one day. Even that was a vague thought, really. But what I didn't understand is all the implications of this now new-formed connection with the living God. I didn't know what all the promises entailed. I didn't realize everything that had been made available to me. And I realize even now, some 40-odd years later, there's so much more that I still haven't conceived of, had revealed to me, let alone apprehended. At the time of being born again, I didn't know the implications it had for my physical health. I didn't know that I tapped into the potential to live in divine health. I didn't know about divine prosperity, protection, peace, purpose, above all purpose. Up till that time, our life had been totally purposeless. And I realized now there was some purpose in life. I didn't have a clue then what that purpose was. And it's taken years to slowly discover something of the magnitude of that purpose. My point in all of this is very simply, at the time, 
I didn't realize fully what I had. And my message for us for this Christmas time is this. As we spend a bit of time perhaps reflecting, as we have the opportunity to bless others and be blessed, stop and think. Consider all the gifts that we really have. The gifts we don't have to wait for Christmas to receive. My prayer is that in doing this, we'd be able to consider that the value of those gifts very often is far greater than we ever understood. What am I talking about? Well, first of all, the gift of our salvation. I fully believe that if you and I had any understanding, remote understanding, of what we've been saved from and what we've been saved into, if we really could grasp that, it would make us full-time evangelists, one and all. We'd spend the rest of our days begging people to come into the kingdom. It would put an edge on our evangelical efforts. Also, just think about the great richness that we have in Christ. The wonderful gift that he made available to us, not just of eternal life, not just so that one day we can make it, but the great life he planned for us to live here and now, you see? It goes on in that passage of Scripture, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He came to give us life, life abundantly. However, apart from our own personal benefits from the wonderful gift that we have received, there are gifts all around us that far too often we neglect. I'm thinking now of the gift of relationships. You see, it's so easy to take something that we have and which we consider commonplace for granted. Too often have I taken the sad occasion of a funeral and people say, if only. Regrets at what could have happened in a relationship. But, alas, we get busy we get distracted. We get moved from what is really important. And my encouragement today, on this wonderful Christmas day, this day of giving gifts, yes, we can enjoy the gift that we receive, and everyone enjoys a gift, let's be honest. But think of the gift of the person who's given the gift. Think of the gift of the relationship that's made it possible for us to communicate, laugh together, cry together, share our lives together. My prayer is that we would recognize the greatness of that gift. And as we enjoy family and friends on this wonderful Christmas day, I pray that the richness of life in Christ, Yeshua, 
will become more and more apparent to us. Not only now, but throughout the coming year. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, as always, for the great, great gift of your Son. We know that the way to make you smile is to make the most of that gift. And we know that you came. You sent him so that we might relate to you, not only to you, but to others, in a new and wonderful way. I pray, Lord, that as we reflect on gifts and giving, may we realize that very often the greatest treasures are the ones that we already have. Bless us this day as a church, as a people of God. And may your grace and your love be found in us. In Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Mm-hmm.